Moses is dead, and Joshua is now holding the baton of leadership that had once been in Moses' hand over the children of Israel. Joshua had seen over the years what came from being in the leader's chair. He saw Moses' burden as Moses dwelt with the constant complaints from the people of whom he served. He watched as some sought to overthrow and undermine him. He watched as Moses experienced his own siblings rising against him in jealousy. He even watched as the job of being leader overwhelmed Moses to the point where he cracked, costing him the chance to experience the promised land. Now Joshua has the task of leading God's people to war so that they may possess the land God promised to Abraham and his descendants. These ex-slaves now have the God-given mandate of defeating the giants that called the promised land home. And Joshua has the high calling and responsibility of ensuring they do not turn to evil as they do so. The giants in this land are violent and unruly, yet somehow Joshua must lead his people to fight against them. Despite being the anointed chosen people of the Most High God, the Israelites still view themselves as weak, defenseless slaves and have no confidence in themselves. Not only is this a hard task, but it is a dangerous task, as war can bring death and chaos. But Joshua and the Israelites have one thing the rest of the world does not, and that is the Lord. On the brink of battle, as the uncertainty mounts, God tells Joshua one important thing, fear not. God's continual message to his children has not changed. In today's world, we might not be conquering cities, but we are aspiring to reach the promised life that God offers. The first steps towards that life is to fear not. Welcome to the Paradigm Switch, where we discuss issues that young believers in Christ face, and using our testimonies, failures, and struggles, along with scriptures from the Bible, we hope to give encouragement and solutions for these problems. I'm Alex. I'm Avon. Our world is changing, and each day it seems things are getting darker, but God's will for his children is to live as champions, not as those who are defeated. The Bible teaches, as someone thinks within himself, so is he. So being equipped with a proper mindset is critical. Therefore, we have to switch our thinking from our way to God's way. On that note, join us in our discussion. Hello, welcome to The Paradigm Switch. I am your host, Avon, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. And we are here on our first episode of the uh, podcast, The Paradigm Switch, of which I'm super excited to start. How do you feel? Man, I'm a little nervous. I've never done one of these before, so... Yeah, I'm nervous too, but you know, the good thing is it is a podcast, so we're not showing our faces. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, much you know, less pressure. Yeah, much less pressure. So, um, just to introduce myself, once again, I'm your host, Avon, and you know, I'm a fellow believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I come from um, the Pentecostal background. I have parents who serve as leaders in the church, so I come from a perspective of being a pastor's kid, a PK, I'm a dedicated worker in the church body, so what about you? So, I'm also a fellow believer. I've known Christ for over a decade now, and I come from a, a large church where I'm just a person who attends. Um, I'm not in the leadership roles, so I'm more of a, a person who the you know, preachers and their children minister to. Yeah. So. From our different perspectives, it's our hope that starting this podcast, we can share our experiences, our journeys, not just in the church, but in life and how we've been able to apply the things of the word of God into our lives and how we've been successful and how sometimes not that the word of God has failed, but just how we have failed and how the word of God has picked us up. So that's one of the hopes I have from the podcast. Yeah. And, and I think you know, when you're a person who's going through school or, you know, in your 20s, you know, it's a very tough time uh, because there's all these things that are going on in your life. I, I hope that 
you know, talking about kinds of things we've experienced as believers going through our 20s can help encourage people, help them find ways to get around some of these roadblocks that, mm-hmm. that might uh, pop up that really can cause one's walk with God to, to perhaps stumble. Exactly. And, you know, we're just hoping that we could just be a light in the dark world. And one of the things that's going on in our world, there is a huge amount of fear that there's people suffering with anxieties for different reasons. And there's a lot of things to fear. I mean, we have fear of the coronavirus that's going around. Like, how is this going to affect my job? How is this going to affect my health? Not just my health, but the lives of my family, my children, my coworkers, my friends. Like, there's just so much fear out there in the world. And so when you and I were planning on what we're going to talk about for our first episode, and I think it was you that brought up when we were throwing out suggestions that fear was a great theme to center around our first season. Yeah, no, fear is very prevalent in this world and... It's good, though, to be able to talk about this to to give strategies to help overcome this problem because fear can be really paralyzing mm-hmm. as a believer and it can really, really set you back in your walk with mm-hmm. God and it can damage your relationships with other people. And it's not a good thing. I mean, we all feel it. It's a perfectly natural thing to feel, but it's how we deal with it that's important. Mm-hmm. And hopefully by uh, listening to this, you'll learn how to overcome some of these fears. The Bible says that fear has torment. Yes. And... It can torment you, not just mentally, it, it had, like fear, if you let it control your life, it can, it can just torment you on, from you physically as well. Like your mental state can deteriorate, it can torture you mentally where you're thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it over and over again. And then it can actually come into now the physical of your body yeah. that is hurting your body now. You have stress, you have ulcers and all these other effects. Yeah. And it's all based from fear that you let just grow and not confronting the, the fear. So the first episode we're going to talk about is fear not, because God tells us in the word of God not to fear. So in in order to not to fear, we first have to kind of know, well, what is fear? And the working definition that we're going to go around with fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc., whether the threat is real or imagined. And so the question comes because God says, like an example from our opening dialogue about Joshua, it comes from Joshua 1. One and nine, God specifically says, do not be afraid. Essentially, do not fear. So the question comes about, is God telling you not to feel the emotion of fear? Or what is God trying to say? And as I said earlier, we all feel fear, right? And feeling fear in and of itself, that's not a sin. That's something that everybody's going to deal with because we're all human. But letting fear control your life, letting fear wreck your peace and your joy in the Lord, interfere with your relationships with others with your relationship with god these are the things that i think god is telling us not to fear because if we do fear and we go down this road you know a lot of things get damaged Mm -hmm. along the way and i think it's important to understand like you said earlier fear is an emotion Mm -hmm. and so we can't control those emotions and i truly believe god is saying to us um, his his children it's okay to feel fear like the emotion of it that's okay but god is saying don't fear in the sense of don't run don't don't hide from it. You see a situation or you see something that you need to do, move forward. Don't run away from it. I believe God is telling you, don't run from it. Stay on the course. And I think an example where I've had to utilize this is a little bit about myself. I have been training in Muay Thai, um, the martial arts for about five years, maybe going on six. And I remember I felt such an impending 
fear when I signed up for my first fight. Uh, he really did. I had, <laughs> Alex was there. Alex remembers that whole process of I would call and just say, yo, I don't know what I'm going to do. Why am I doing this? And the funny thing about it is um, I had, you know, the definition says whether the fear or the danger is real or imagined. The danger was real. I mean, the pain was going to be real. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm actually getting in a in a ring to fight with somebody where I would take on punches, I would take on kicks, I would take on knees, not just hit the body, but I was willing to say, yeah, you can hit me in the face. <laughs> so the, the the danger was there. So I had to make a decision. Am I going to run from this or am I going to move forward and face this? And I really felt in my heart like God was really, really pushing me to try this and to trust in him that he's going to come through. And it's kind of hard to explain sometimes, you know, people don't, can't really sometimes comprehend that me doing martial arts and competing in martial arts is actually a step of faith. Like um, my testimony in this is like, I see God working when I've done fights. Cause in that moment where people would be afraid, God lets me know I'm right there. And so this is where in a situation where I had to face my own, my fear is doing my first Muay Thai competition. Very, very, valid reason to be worried about that <laughs> so i had to i had to decide am i going to run away or am i going to face this and move forward you have a, a significant experience of fear oh yeah yeah so my fear is a little bit different from avon's i wasn't facing a person or uh so i had graduated from school i have a doctorate degree and at the time last year when that was going on, I, I hadn't found a job and there was like three weeks before graduation and I was really panicking uh, about what am I going to do if I get out of school? I don't have uh, a job. You know, my lease was going to end on my apartment and I'm just going to lose health insurance and all the rest of it. Um, and it's, a, it's, you know, you're afraid. You're afraid of the unknown. You're afraid of the black hole of unemployment and the black hole of financial obligations that you can't meet there's student debt involved in that as well mm -hmm. and it's, it just was a very you know dark place mm -hmm. um in, in that fear but and there was a situation you can't just run away from. that's a that's a type of fear where yeah. you couldn't run away from that one no, there's no you, i mean you could run that. away in the sense of you can hide by drinking or you could hide by you know catering to the flesh to kind of kind of um submerge or make things feel better exactly because yes. you had a lot of stress coming because i remember you would call me and you would say i have a lot going on <laughs> yeah. like I, I like i don't know what to do like nothing i am seeing is working and i'm praying and it seems like god isn't moving on my life and that fear can sometimes be there but and i think one reason why fear is so overpowering or it's so depressing so to speak it's something out of our control yeah, and that's the crux of it. When we are not in control, we become afraid. Yeah, and us as people, we like to control our circumstances. I know I like to control yeah. a lot what's going on because I don't like surprises. I don't right. like... It took me a while to to adjust to adult life that surprise bills come up <laughs> and expenses come up because I would uh, fear would hit me of, do I have enough money? Can I pay this? And so I had to learn that whether or not it surprised me or not, I had to trust in God for... in terms of financial reasons that he will supply all my needs and so i feel like how to overcome fear is that you need to accept that there are going to be some things that are completely out of your control yeah so you had a situation of i'm graduating and at this point i don't have a job i've done all that i can do yeah 
Um, you said about health insurance and all the other stuff. These are things out of my control. I'm doing what's right. And now this fear is coming upon me that nothing's working and I'm expecting the worst thing to happen. So what was kind of the tools you did to kind of deal with that fear? A lot of it goes back to the word. So Mm -hmm. the word is truth. It's absolute truth. And so we believers can take refuge in the promises of God, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the places that I go to or went to during this situation was in jeremiah twenty nine eleven specifically where it says i have plans to prosper you and not to harm you and you know hope for the future so you know you take refuge in in scriptures like that and as a believer you know you're god's child right mm-hmm. he, he loves you he died for you uh, he's not gonna let you go hungry or let you go uh be broke and homeless and all all of that mm-hmm. uh, and, and jesus even says that in Matthew 6 in the, in the Sermon of the Mount. Uh, so these are the types of scriptures that you go to and, and then you read those promises and you trust in those promises and you tell the spirit of fear, because mm-hmm. I think it's a spirit, uh, I'm not going to give into this mm-hmm. because I am a child of God and he is going to provide for my needs. Mm-hmm. Well, you were talking about focusing on the scriptures. There's one scripture I like to focus on that talks about fear and I'm just going to read it from the Amplify version because the Amplify gives a little bit more um, definition and more um, depth into the scripture. And it comes from 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline. And it says in um, parentheses, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. And I want to focus on that part that says sound mind. And to me, that helps me that God has given me the ability to think logically. And the Bible talks about that we have now been given the mind of Christ. Jesus, when he was walking the earth, he had many situations to be afraid. He could have fell into fear with the disciples when they were afraid of the sea. He could have been in fear and all the encounters he had with the Pharisees and people rising up against him and all that stuff, he could have walked in fear, but he yeah, thought they wanted to kill him. Right? Yeah, they wanted to kill him, yeah. and he thought logically of I know who I am and I know who I belong to, and I know that everything is going to work out in the end. And so, even with my story, even though some might say I put my own self in that situation of putting my own sign my own self up in the ring, but that was a significant uh, moment in my life that no matter what challenges or what might be coming. To me, even though I might feel that feeling of fear, if I think logically based on the word of God, and we're, thinking, we're saying logically based on the word of God, because wisdom comes from God's word. And right. so if I'm thinking according to God's word, yeah, I signed up for this competition, but I know that the word says that he'll never leave me or forsake me. Yep. And the Bible says that greater is he that is within me than he is in the world. Yep. And so if I focus on what God has said, it doesn't really matter what else is going on. Yeah, I feel that emotion, but I can move forward because I know he's with me and I can think logically because fear is an emotion. It messes with your emotions. I mean, sometimes you can be so fearful. Some people get the giggles. Some yep. people, they can't speak. They literally try to speak. and throat it closes up. Yeah, the throat closes up and you get that like nauseous feeling in your stomach. Yep. Yeah, so fear is not more than, as based on our definition, an emotion. So God is saying like, I know those emotions is there, at least from the scripture. Um, from Second Timothy, God is saying those emotions are there, but I have given you the ability to not let that fear um, overcome you. I've given you the ability to walk in self-control that even though 
I'm having all these emotions. God is saying, I, you have the ability to control yourself through the Holy Ghost. You have the ability to control yourself because sometimes when people are in fear, they react in the worst way. They run away. They become angry and like lash out. And it's from a deep-seated fear that's within them. They absolve themselves of all responsibility. And then they even um, cater to themselves to different works of the flesh, whether yeah. it is drinking, drinking drugs, drugs, sex, uh, and um, eating. That's eating. another, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's another, another like, one. Yeah, yeah, pleasure of just eating a lot. And one sensual pleasure that people give into when something like major is coming up, when they have a fearful thing that they need to deal with, they just become lazy. I think sometimes just doing nothing is can sometimes be just as bad just being lazy and just watching tv you you know you need to get up and do something but just thinking logically and so let's kind of go back to the story that we the opening dialogue with joshua here he is that he has a situation in front of him that god is saying i need you to go to war and take out these giants that are in this land because i have promised this promised you this now his mind could focus on who's in the land right he could focus on one, I'm going to war, so that means I'm going to have to fight, and that could be dangerous. And then there's giants, and here we are, small little people. And these giants back in the day, they were like 13, 15 feet tall. Yeah, and remember, he's he's been in the promised land. He's seen all of these people with his own two eyes. He, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. He was there. He, he wandered around in the desert for 40 years, and now, mm -hmm. he, now he's back. But he knows exactly what it's like to face these big people. Exactly. And so he knows that, but he the emotion of fear is there. And I so think he saw it overwhelm everyone around him. Exactly. Even, even Moses. Yeah. And yeah. And the thing I wanted to bring out is not to focus on the negative side. So the negative side in this situation with Joshua could have been, we're going to die or we could die or we could lose in that. Or we're going to be taken captive and enslaved again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that's the negative side. Why not think on the positive side of what could happen if we win? Um, to say, when I was getting ready for my Muay Thai fight, I remember I was just thinking to myself one day, just like, I can't do this. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. And it seemed like the Holy Ghost just hit me. You do have the possibility to win, too. It's like that didn't even hit my mind. And then it like changed my whole thinking. I was like, wait a minute. I can be that person that has my hand raised that says Avon is the winner. That could be me. I think sometimes we have such a poor image of ourselves and we just expect to lose. Because yeah. we focus on the negative side. Like with your situation, you were just focused on, I don't got a job. I can be homeless. I don't have these things. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a dark place uh, thinking about all these terrible things that could happen. And mm -hmm. could is the key word. They could happen, but they, they didn't happen. Yeah. And so one of the, the, the part in the definition says whether real or imagined. And sometimes we let our imaginations get so far ahead of us that it's way beyond even logic. So... Yes, I had the possibility of losing, but I actually had the possibility of winning too. Yeah. And so I started telling myself, Avon, you're victorious. Avon, you can do this. Through Christ, you can do all things. Avon is a winner at life. So I started telling myself that instead of believing that. And as I heard myself telling myself that, I actually believed it. And then it helped me walk in confidence to walk in there. And I remember when I walked in that ring, I walked around the ring and I touched every corner of it. And I said to like the same thing David said when he was going to get against the, the um, Goliath, I said, this day, the Lord has given you into my hands. Like, I, like my whole mentality had switched by this point of me trusting on the word of God, speaking the word of God. I was like, this giant today, I know he comes from a tough gym. I know he comes from a tough fighting um, camp. But you know what? Even though, you know, also he beat my teammate too. 
he beat my teammate in his first fight. So there was also that fear of knowing that this guy is like a champ. So I was like, no, but I'm a champ. I'm going to win. So that's, that's one way to also help. It's not to focus on the negative side. Focus on what could happen in the positive light. And, and that is the power of Christ in all of us, is the power to have hope in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not going to be abandoned. We are not going to be depending on the world. We have something much more sure than that. We have the Spirit of God mm-hmm. inside of us, and through Him all things are possible. So the fact that we can fall back on that, that hope, mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is probably the thing that separates the believer from the non-believer mm-hmm. uh, the most stark difference i think in just living out every normal day life is that when an unbeliever has bad stuff happen there's no hope to mm-hmm. be found other than what can they rely on on themselves and you know they might not get anywhere with that mm-hmm. whereas we the believers have the hope of god and that is never going to desert us ever exactly and, you know it may turn out so- sometimes situations end up not resolve the way we would like them to. Mm-hmm. And I like what you were saying that we have the word of God, which separates us from believers. God's word is true. Even though we might not be able to see it physically, God's word is true. And so what I love about it, it's kind of our guarantee that it's going to work out because all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Right. So that is a guarantee for my life as a believer that no matter what I'm going through, it's going to work out. Like, no matter what I'm going through, it's going to work out. Maybe like, not the way we think it exactly. will, but it, but it does work out for good in the end. Exactly. It may not be the way I wanted it, and that's something that we have to push aside. Because um, when dealing with fear, we want it handled one way. But our trust as a believer is to say, God, I give this into your hands, and so you're going to work this out in your way. And his way is always going to be better than ours. Exactly. he knows everything we need, and we may not know everything we need. Yeah. Because God sees the whole bigger picture of everything. Right. And it kind of leads me to the next point I wanted to say that where fear comes from. Fear comes from, yes, something scary that is out of our control in the physical that we're able to see. But fear is also a spirit. It's a spirit of fear that attacks man. God, you know, the, from an what evil we, spirit. it's an evil spirit. Yeah. From what we read in Second Timothy that God has not given us that spirit. So if it's not coming from God, that tells me. If it's not coming from God, who's it coming from? It's coming from the enemy, and, and the enemy is the devil. The devil, and that's uh, that's backed up in, by writings Paul wrote in Ephesians, uh, specifically six twelve, because he writes that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil mm-hmm. in the heavenly realms. Uh, spiritual forces of evil; those are demons. Mm-hmm. Those, that's Satan. So we are not just struggling against. You know, fear that is in ourselves. We're we're struggling against something that we can't see, but mm-hmm. it is a very powerful thing, mm-hmm. and it comes up against us, and it wants to set us back. It wants to kill us. It wants to destroy us. Uh, and so, fear is a good weapon because yeah. it can. If you can't, if, if Satan, if you look at Job, Satan has to ask permission from God to do anything uh, to harm people. Mm-hmm. Right? He has to specifically ask God, "I want to bring about Job getting sick." Um, and God might deny Satan that ability to do that. Uh, but 
if he can't attack you physically, he can attack you through fear. Mm-hmm. Because a crippled believer is just as good as a dead one to him. Yeah. Because a oh, crippled that's... believer is unable to bring the light of God to the room. And, you know, the point of the devil bringing fear to the believer is he doesn't want us to progress. He doesn't want us to be successful Christian believers in the world. God is hoping to use us as Christians to represent him on the earth, to bring change, and to make earth like heaven. Because Jesus said, your kingdom come where? On earth as it is where? In heaven. So God is using us to make earth like heaven. And so the devil can slow us down in doing so. And he's one of the tools that he uses in fear. And he, he sends demons out to stop you in making progression in your life, in your calling. He wants to stop you from progressing in your um, businesses. He wants you to stop progressing in your relationships with people, whether it's going to be a romantic relationship or just a platonic relationship and bonding with people. He doesn't want you to have anything. So one of the tools he uses is fear so you don't progress to have the great things in life. So the first topic we're talking about is just fear. Fear not. You have to progress forward. You have to move forward. And so you have to realize that I'm not going to let this emotion stop me and I'm going to move forward. I can have confidence in the word of God and I can move forward. Yes, I feel those emotions, but I'm going to make that first step. And you don't have to make giant steps. It just has to be one step, a little small, little step at a time. And then you will slowly over time gain more confidence. But the first thing you have to do is move forward. Now, how do we do that? So that, that's the question we, we say here and talk about. What is fear? How do we feel, experience fear? But the, how do we overcome it? Because that's the important part as a believer is to, to overcome the fear. The answer is in scripture. Mm-hmm. So remember who you have in your corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have God. Mm-hmm. God is the, the big guy. God is the winner. God always wins, mm-hmm. no matter what. And he says that he is with you. Exactly. He's with all of us. Mm-hmm. And that he's not going to leave us or forsake us. And that is hope. And knowing that God is with you, there's no situation out of control. And like we said earlier, fear comes about when you feel like a situation or a problem has come upon you that's out of your control. Whether you're dealing with some physical problem, and yes, it's out of your control, but then you go to the doctor and it's out of his control or his or her control. You see that the doctor, nobody has control of this situation. So that's when fear comes in. You're like, I can't find an answer to bring some kind of control of this situation that seems scary and dark. But if you know that God is with you and God is on your side, it helps you know, oh, there's no situation that's out of control. What did the angel say when he told um, Abraham that he was going to have a kid and Sarah heard it and she laughed? Is there anything too hard that the Lord can't do? There's nothing too hard. And remember that God knows everything. He knew everything that was going to happen before he created anything. So nothing surprises God at all. And that's something that I have had to remember. It might surprise me. It might surprise me. Them bills might surprise me. Um, You know, getting that car insurance bill might surprise me or that new tire I have to go get. Those new tires I have to go get. You can't just get one. You got to get, you know, you got to get a set. Those new things might surprise me. But what helps me stay calm is to know God is with me and God knows it. God already knows the situation. So all I got to do is go pray. Hey, God, I ask in Jesus name that you show me how to deal with this situation. How do I deal with this situation? And pray to God. That's another way to sol- of a solution. Sometimes we just complain to God. We don't really pray to God. Praying to God is saying, God, I need your help in this situation, so I open up the door for you to be involved in this, and so I'm going to stand and believe that you're going to guide me on what I can do and believe what you can do. I feel like that's a really important part in the solution of knowing everything. And then... So remember also that God created everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So 
he he also knows everything. Mm-hmm. He, he's omniscient. So he knows what you're going to go through. He knows the challenges that are going to arise in your life. He knows the things that you need to take care of all of this stuff that comes up. And, and he's going to come through mm-hmm. for you. If, that, if there's one thing that I learned uh, at the end of last year, or before I was, well, while I was experiencing this turmoil of not having a job, the takeaway from all of that situation is that God does come through for his people. Mm-hmm. It may not be the way you think it will, mm-hmm. but it does happen. Mm-hmm. And he does provide the things that you need. And if you can keep a hold of that, promise if you can hold that trust even if it's just by a single thread that is going to be enough to get you through that that's enough to have hope for mm-hmm. to get you through the, the fear and the, the darkness that's trying to topple you from your walk and god came in for you i remember god came for you at the final hour like right at the yeah. last moment yeah. and sometimes we like that insurance that god has you know god does it quick and fast but god god's going to do it in his own timing and for my example in the story that i've been using for my muay thai fights i stand here today I have no um, long-lasting injuries. I went through my fights, and I have always, at this moment that we're recording it, and I pray it always stays this way, I remain undefeated in doing my fights. That was such a great ending to that fight, to see you triumph over the the big bad guy from the big bad gym, and there's Aven over there winning. (laughs) It was great. It was great. It was. The Lord came through in a big way. Yeah. It was really amazing to see. And you know, I just want our audience out there to have that same experience. I bet Joshua, when they finally crossed over the over the you know Jordan the Jordan River yeah. and they went over to war, it was probably such a relief. Like, man, I am so glad I did this. I rather have that relief of I'm so glad I took those steps forward instead of taking those steps back. To this day, I am I'm proud of myself that I went out there and did that because growing up, I was not the most athletic person. <laughs> no, not I was, yeah. When we met, you saw me. Oh, I was, it's been so amazing. Yeah, I was I was a totally change. different person. I totally was a whole different uh, size and everything. And so, it, I I am just sometimes I'm just amazed that God really put that on my heart to just try this and just put things forward. And that's helped me to gain confidence. Take the examples that are in your life that seems scary take that as this is this is a chance for me and god to grow our relationship that yeah. we can move forward and grow our relationship and experience something together and just a side note that scary gym that my first opponent came from i now joined it yeah he did that <laughs> I, was uh the ultimate irony I yeah think. i now joined that gym and me and that fellow are now teammates and we get along and um i got another fight that i won by knockout so these are just some solutions and you have to move forward in trying these small little ex- call them exercises these little yeah, no, things that are. come up these are just yeah. little exercises they're spiritual exercises for you and the lord to grow in a relationship with one another i hope our listening audience enjoyed listening to the paradigm switch where we discuss our lives and give encouragement to our fellow believers in christ to switch their thinking to god's way of thinking in order to walk and experience the kingdom life that Jesus promised. Please subscribe to us on the different podcast platforms that we have, and as well as our social media pages, such as on Facebook and Instagram. Not only subscribe, but share it with one of your friends. Share it to the friends. Say, hey, join this conversation that Avon and Alex are having. Let's listen in. And, you know, when I was writing this dialogue, there was a scripture that came up to me. What things we're talking about is helping our, not only us, but it's helping our brothers and sisters gain knowledge. And so the Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And when I read verses, I like to 
reverse it to help me understand it. So the way the Bible says it, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Well, let's do the reverse of that. My people prosper for an abundance of knowledge. So think about that. So join us in next time and let's gain in knowledge so that we might gain and have abundance in the life that Jesus died to give us. This is the first episode of the theme of fear. The next episode, we'll be discussing the fear of the future.